Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're having a great day today, and you had a fantastic weekend. Hope you guys enjoyed the Hagman Show on Friday. Doug and I went into a lot of different topics and expanded on some stuff that we talked about on Friday on this show, and really went into detail and really trying to encourage people that the power is in the populace, the people have the control in this situation right now. The problem is most people just don't realize it. The perfect example is what we're seeing now with Southwest Airlines over the weekend. If you guys saw, they had over 2,000 flights canceled just over the weekend, and they said hundreds more being canceled today on Monday. And what's interesting about this is is they've tried to <laughs> they've tried to twist the narrative and say, oh, well, the reason why all these flights got canceled is because uh, there, there was bad weather. There, There's a bad weather in Florida, and so we had to cancel all these flights. Now, ironically enough, if you look at the chart on canceled flights, all the other heavy hitters, such as American Airlines, uh, they had a total of 63 flights canceled over the entire weekend. Uh, Spirit Airlines had a total of 31 flights canceled over the entire weekend. So clearly, it's not just it's just Southwest Airlines is basically having a serious issue right now with trying to basically keep their staff because that's what we're hearing now from the reports is that the flight attendants and the pilots are all basically saying, we're not going to fly. You're telling us we have to get an injection to fly? How about we just don't fly? And there's a video that came out with a pilot over the weekend that got posted online, and I watched it, and he basically said a lot of the same stuff we said. And he said the only way this stops is when we make it stop. And he said what's happening is now, and he used a term that's interesting. He said what's happening in the United States now is it's called a shifting baseline syndrome. So you change the idea. The idea continues to change what you think is normal. So 10, 15 years ago, a perfect example, pre-9-11. Pre-9-11, your family could walk you to the airplane gate terminal where you're about to fly out they could watch you board the plane they could watch the plane basically start to take off after 9-11 all that stopped and we had a shifting baseline syndrome so now we had to be subjected to being groped while walking through security by walking through x-ray scanners which i don't do but they try to force everybody to do it and that nobody nobody gets past security anymore without a driver's license or your passport and your airline your boarding ticket and everything and you're having the full security so family can't walk you to the terminal anymore. That was a shifting baseline syndrome we experienced, and now it's just totally the new normal. This is what we're witnessing now in the country is this new normal that they're trying to project on our shifting baseline syndrome is telling everybody, well, you just have to get a shot in order to function in society. So a few more years down the road, you're not going to be able to do anything. Look at Lithuania right now. I just watched a video of Lithuania. They've got reporters, you know, at entrances various, restaurants, bars, hair salons, supermarkets. You don't show your paper or your digital passport that you've been injected in Lithuania. You don't get in. They're scanning it with QR codes. They have to scan it in order to let you in. They will not let you in the store. I mean, that's where it's already at right now. You don't eat, you don't work, you don't go to the store, you can't go buy groceries unless you have this injection. 
Now, of course, that is really, really, really horrific in a free world, and that's not something we can continue to allow. And so I commend the Southwest employees and airline pilots and stewardess that are standing up, because I know this is difficult right now for a lot of people. This got to be really rough in certain segments and segments of the market. But the more that people continue to stand up and say, no, no more. You saw an article now came out from Headline Health and a few other ones. They said hundreds of thousands of troops now have not complied with the vaccine mandate. And they said they will not comply with the vaccine mandate. They're saying now that only 72% of the Marine Corps has actually had even one of their injections, much less two injections. And the other, like 26, 27, 28%, have said, no, <laughs> we're the core. We're not getting injected with an experimental shot because you told us to. We already saw what you did with anthrax. This is a serious problem, and everybody that's awake realizes this. And as we're seeing now, all these other things start to come into gear and come into light. We're starting to see mass shortages all over the country now. You just saw, I mean, oil just hit, what, 80 bucks a barrel this morning now. I mean, all-time record high. Uh, or not a recent record high, I should say, excuse me. And, you know, our, we were just talking to our producer a minute ago right before the show. And he said he went to Sam's Club over the weekend, grabbed some food. He said Sam's Club had zero meat, tire meat, pretty much picked through, no, no, nothing decent left. Everything's pretty much out of stock. There's another manufacturer that basically is shutting down because they can't get raw material. I told you our main supplier for our meat buckets, we're diligently trying to get as many as we can in as fast as they can make them. They've told us that they're going to have a 30% price increase. They haven't hit us yet, so we're constant. We're keeping the price as low as we can, and we're trying to encourage everybody, listen, if you want to stock up on some of this stuff, now's that time. And the thing that I've told so many people, I said, here's the way you got to look at it. I said, you have – Car insurance. Yeah, I got car insurance. Okay. If you got car insurance, you're basically hedging your bet that if somebody gets in a wreck with you, that your insurance is going to pay to fix the car. That's kind of what this is right now. The meat buckets are insurance. Hopefully, you never have to use them. Hopefully, in 5, 10, 15, 20 years, when you decide that everything's great and we're fantastic again in the country, you can donate them to a food bank and get a tax write-off because all the food supply is back where it needs to be. That's what I'm hoping. The problem is the food supply, remember, is on a year to year and a half delay. So when you start seeing stuff and issues like we saw with the flooding the last couple of years, when you start seeing the grain prices go up, when you start seeing the shortages and basically animals having to be slaughtered early because they can't afford to feed them, all that stuff leads into basically shortages. But it's not shortages the next day or the next week or the next you know month. People think, oh, well, there's a shortage right now in the Midwest with this. So – but it's not affecting me because Walmart still has food on the shelf. Yeah, they still have food on the shelf. The supply chains are long. Stuff doesn't just happen overnight. But what's happening is now the last year, two years of supply chain issues and price increases from COVID and material shortages is now starting to show. That's why a lot of people are going to the store. They've sent me photos. You go to certain parts of the store, dude, there's just nothing there. They're doing their best they can to stock everything up, but they're just they're not getting stuff in. This is the beginning phase. You have to see the writing on the wall, what's going to start happening, and it is happening. They're speculating now by 2025, they're speculating that oil is going to be $180 to $200 a barrel. Shred an article on that today. $180 to $200 a barrel. You want to see the economy implode? Start running fuel up to $10 a gallon. You already saw that in 2008, 2009. I remember Dad and I, we would always – Always in the truck world as far as, you know, business trucks and work trucks, and we both own trucks. And I remember seeing back in 2008, 2009 when diesel hit $5 a gallon, 
$5 a gallon, $150 to fill up a regular Duramax pickup truck. And I remember we were at the dealership one day, and this guy came in with this brand new, like 6.0 liter F250. It's like a 2006, 2007. I mean, it was, it was really new. Big old lift on it, super nice setup. I think it had 40s on it, 10-inch lift, gorgeous-looking truck. And I talked to the dealership, and I said, dude, what is he trading? So he's, he's trading in on a stock like F-150. I said, how much money are you putting in the truck? Dude, they're putting nothing in it. They put like twenty grand in this truck. It was like a $50,000 sticker Lariat plus the lift, You know, year, two years old. They said, dude, he's got to get out of it. He said he's getting like nine, ten miles a gallon, and it's cost him $150 every single day to fill up his truck because he drives so much for work and business and pulling a trailer. He's just, he's just dumping the truck. And I said, golly. Now we've got the complete opposite of that in the vehicle market because of the shortages. But trust me, this fuel issue we're going to start seeing is going to be completely and totally orchestrated intentionally to push everybody into the EV market so they can monitor. Remember, 2025 is the pilot program and the big bill that they're trying to pass that all vehicles will be mandated, especially EV vehicles, to have cameras and microphones inside the cab at all times to monitor to see if you are driving distracted or impaired because it's it's for your protection. That's why they monitor and watch you all the time. What do you think, Dev? Well, you know, Austin, <laughs> I've been watching the same thing with the pilots here in the problem with the air traffic control out of Jacksonville. And I've been blessed before to ride up in the cockpit with airplanes and, and listen to flight control. And unless you're up there, you know, you don't realize how much and how many people these air traffic controllers have to talk to continually. I mean, you guys, you can't imagine it. I mean, you've got air traffic control that's love is based out of Jacksonville. If you fly from like Florida to North Carolina or to Tennessee or to New York and you're getting to sit in the front of a plane and you're listening and if the pilot's flying basically with, you know, IFR, visual flight rules or whatever, he's got to monitor continually where he is and he has to talk to these guys and they have to be able to stay in touch with them and it never ever stops. It literally they're talking continually on the radio to monitor the flights that are flying around them because they're so busy. And then if you're flying with, like, VFR visual flight rules, which you're not really flying a filing a flight plan, and you're doing, like, flight following, they'll tell you, we don't have time to help you today because we are too busy with air traffic control, you know, with the high flyers at over 25,000, 30,000 feet. So this is a very, very tight market as far as the ability to control it at this point. It really is. I mean, they, they have no idea – you know what they would do if half the air traffic controllers walked off or half the pilots walked off or people just said we're not going to put up with it anymore you know i remember you know like with austin and sharon we flew all over the world back in the 90s and i remember one time before 9-11 hit we basically were coming back and we were basically about 30 minutes late and we're about to miss a connecting flight to orlando and we ran to the gate i mean ran to the gate for the next flight this was out of chicago and I'll never forget, they were literally closing the door. I got to the door, and they told me that if I didn't go through the gate and leave my family behind, which was li- they were literally 20 seconds behind, that they were going to leave all of us. And they left all of us. They shut the door, and then the plane backed off the jet bridge for about five feet, sat there for almost 40 minutes, and left us all standing there waving at the pilot, and they would not reopen the door. Okay, we had this happen to us. This is before 9-11. And I mean, I really, I really kind of came unglued with the guys there. They called security on me and they said, you know, we need to have you step over to the stairwell. I said, why? So you can take me down and arrest me and handcuff me and drag me off? I said, no, whatever you do to me, you do to me in front of all these witnesses. And the guy wouldn't do anything. It, it escalated to a point where I ended up 
contacting the governor of the state of Florida, the president of the United States, the vice president via next day air packages because I was so angry that American Airlines had done that. And then finally they fixed what they had done. They basically refunded a bunch of the points that I had used because I'd had enough of it. But that was pre-9-11. It's not like that anymore. It's like Austin says, now you're going through x-ray scanners. You're being groped. You can't go to the gate anymore. So little by little, they've itched this forward to prevent you from having any rights when you fly. And that's what they're doing right now. And so these pilots are tired of it. These air traffic controllers are tired of it. It's a very high-stress job, air traffic control. It is something that I would never want to do. It's unbelievably stressful. And the reality is is that, you know, this stuff that goes on in the air is very, very nebulous. I mean, it really is. I mean, it's very, very difficult to monitor this many aircraft at the same time. I spoke to an FFA friend of mine the other day, and she told me, she goes, well, she was the majority of the investigations that she investigated are smoking holes. And I said, what do you mean by that? She goes, well, you know what I mean by that. They crash. Something happens to the airplane, and they don't know how to control it, and they go down. And she goes, and so we have a real, real, very narrow perspective here of what we can and can't allow with the FAA. Well, if the FAA finds out that all of a sudden, suddenly, they lose a bunch of air traffic controllers, they've got to shut down a bunch of flights. How about that? Or they have a bunch of pilots that are on strike. Or they have a bunch of planes on the tarmac that the pilots just get up and walk off of and say, you know, we don't want to fly today. It creates a major, major problem, and it causes a cascading domino drop, so to speak, throughout the entire air traffic structure. But this is being done on purpose. Now, let's talk about ceiling fans. Now, you're looking at me, and you're saying, ceiling fans? Why are we talking about ceiling fans? Let me give you a little hint on why I'm talking about ceiling fans. If you get a really good ceiling fan with really good sealed bearings in it, that has a really good motor in it, and you've got it running on high, and you shut it off, It'll run for two or three minutes. Just keep spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning. And that's kind of like the economic world engine, which is a term that I phrased and I coined that I came up with about a year and a half, two years ago, when everybody was asking me, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Why are they shutting down all of these businesses and industries? And I said, because they control the economic world engine. And the economic world engine is like a giant, huge, huge, huge ceiling fan or a giant ship that's going at 20 knots. It takes a while for that thing to stop, and that's what they're doing. They're stopping the economic world engine. They're forcing us to run out of meat. They're forcing us to run out of food. They're forcing us to run out of the basic supplies like toilet paper. And there's no reason for that. There's no chip shortage with General Motors. This is all about bringing in their old world order underneath the Kabbalist, Luciferian-controlled weirdos and basically getting rid of Christ. That's what they want. That's all they care about. They absolutely have an atavistic hatred of Jesus, and I'm the only person that ever talks about this on a regular basis. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a Christian. I don't know. Maybe it's because I've had enough of it. I don't know. Maybe it's because I've read tens of thousands of articles, and I kind of have a handle on what they're doing and why they're doing it. And I'm to the point now where I don't really know what to say anymore because if the conservative groups that run these podcasts all over the country don't start talking about Jesus and start talking about the old world order and what they've done to us, we're never going to fix this mess. Just heads up. This weekend, I got so frustrated, I wrote this on Sunday morning. I said, the Kabbalist, Communist, Zionist, Central Bankers, slash high-level Masonic leaders have decided that the USA must be taken down. At this point, there is no end to their resolve. They want our country destroyed. It is the last hope of a return to Jesus, whom they hate. I'm going to say that again. The United States is the last hope to return to Jesus for the entire world, whom they hate. Because Jesus changed their old world order and basically saved all of us through, Christ, through, Jesus, through God, through the Holy Spirit, through his sacrifice. This group controls the banks and the money supply and are the primary leadership of both the Catholic and Protestant churches through the Kabbalist, Masonic, Zionist infiltration. The only hope that we have 
on the entire planet is a real revival, and it has to start in the United States, and they know that. The people of the USA must turn from their wicked ways. With the, with the Kabbalist Hollywood media firmly in control of the aggregate USA and the world groupthink, it will be difficult to stop their plans. Real men who haven't been feminized could and are trying to stop it, but the pansies in the pulpit are still promoting Zionism and the rapture. These pansies won't tell the truth because they have been brainwashed by the Kabbalah Schofield Reference Bible promoted by Samuel Untermeyer 120 years ago. It all boils down to a fight between good and evil. The ancient Canaanite religions want their old world order back. They use Trump and the Q movement to pacify the real Christians and the patriots into believing that Trump was not a Mason, that he wasn't a pervert, and that his daughter wasn't a Kabbalist witch. The USA, without a direct intervention by God himself, is done as we know it. But why would God intervene? We have become Sodom and Gomorrah, a transgender country who sacrifices their children via abortion on the altars of Moloch and Baal. What a mess. The only hope we have is Jesus. And see, guys, this is so important. I mean, look what happened to the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church and the Protestant Church both were infiltrated by the Masonic Lodges back in the 40s and the 50s because they were pushing it through the teachings of the Frankfurt School, and they realized that they had to find a way to destroy the United States from within. That's what they've done. And now we find that over 200,000 minors have been abused by the clergy in France, this is the Catholic Church, since 1950. Now, why was 1950 so important? Because in 1940, the Catholic Church was infiltrated by the Masonic Lodges to help funnel money through the Vatican Bank. And they put all of these perverts into the Catholic Church, and they intentionally put priests that were pedophiles in. Why? Because they wanted to cause these pedophiles to be exposed and to discredit the Catholic Church. The same thing happened with the Protestant Church. The Protestant Church had all of these people coming in who were doing these big tent ministries, and all of these people were basically being given – almost all of them were high-level Masons, 33-degree-level Masons. They weren't even Christians, and they were given huge, huge funding and huge support through the Kabbalist international banking cartels who had only one purpose, and that was to destroy the Protestant Christian religion of the United States because they had seen that they could not take Russia over with the Orthodox Church being so strong, so they had to destroy Christianity in the United States, and that's what they've done. And they've done the same thing you know, with the preachers in the pulpit. Yesterday I went and heard a really good speaker, great speaker, phenomenal preacher. He really was, but never talked about Jesus until the very end, never talked about the great I am. Never talked about the Kabbalists, never talked about anything that was going on with Zionism, never mentioned ever about coronavirus. And But he made a couple of good points, but the point. This sermon is that's what I'm doing today, I guess. When you listen to this presentation that I'm giving you guys today, this show today, you know, it's about Jesus. It's always about Jesus. He's the author, he's the finisher, he's the perfecter of our faith. He's the one who died for us on the, on the cross to bring us back to God. And see, if we don't understand that and that then become the focal point of our shows and our life, nothing's going to change. This weekend, I spoke to my sixth grade teacher. Her name is Carmela. And, uh, you know, I've known her now, gosh, what, 50 years? And it was ironic because, you know, she's not a Christian. And she started giving me all the reasons why she's not a Christian. And she used to be a Christian, but she's no longer a believer. And I finally told her, she's like 77, 78 years old. I finally told her, I said, you know, you're risking a lot, aren't you? She goes, what do you mean? I said, you know, if you become a Christian, you accept Christ. You know, if there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun, you win if you die. If you believe that there isn't a Christ, if you don't believe in God, if you don't believe in the things that you were taught as a child, if you've rejected all of that teaching and suddenly you end up dying and you really do find out there is a heaven and there is a hell, you got a problem that you can't fix. 
And I said, there's no downside to becoming a Christian, a true Christian, a true believer and follower of Christ. You know, you become a better person. You don't want to lie, cheat, steal. You want to have hope for your future and hope for eternal life. I said, what's the downside? So I talked to my sixth grade teacher for an hour and 17 minutes. And finally, I just said, look, I'll send you some literature. And of course, she's had both vaccines and the booster shots. And of course she has. And I told her, I said, here's how it works. I said, because of the fractal timeline, I said, you were a horrible teacher. She'd only taught one year and she was horrible. Didn't learn anything my entire sixth grade year. It was pretty much a waste of time. I said, we had a big party for a year. And I told her, I said, you were a horrible teacher. I said, you know that. She goes, yeah, I know I was horrible. I basically, I didn't have fun either. I said, I know, but we all, we all know that. That's just a common thing that we have that we know that you weren't any good as a teacher. I said, here's the problem. Why was I put into your fractal timeline 55 years ago? Was it to talk to you about Jesus today? Was it to tell you that you need to accept Christ, that you need to get right with God? She said, well, I don't know. I said, well, maybe, maybe that was it. Maybe that was the only reason that I went to your sixth grade class. I said, because it sure wasn't learning. See, and this is how we have to look at it. God's timing and God's ways are not our ways. They're not our timing. Sometimes you think, well, why is this happening? You know, why did my friend Jimmy die a few weeks ago? I don't know. Maybe it's another reason down the road why Jimmy died that I'm going to talk to somebody else about Christ. I don't know. But I spoke at his funeral last week. That's why, you know, we played tape on Wednesday. I was at the funeral along with Austin and, and I had to speak at the funeral. I didn't have to, but I wanted to. So, and he, of course, he wasn't killed by COVID. He was killed by remdesivir and the ventilator. But the problem is this, guys. You know, if we don't stay focused on who runs this planet and what they're doing to us and who has control as far as our eternal life, which is God Almighty, then when we're here for just a short period of time and we leave here, what is it happening? Well, we end up, you know, going to a place where we don't want to go, doing things we don't want to do. <laughs> you know, being, I mean, think about it for a second. I mean, why in the world would you want to spend eternity separated from God, you know, much less in hell? I mean, well, what's the point of that? You know, and so they say, well, I don't believe that's going to happen. I believe when we die, we just die. Okay, well, you know, you're going to bet eternity on that. That's entirely up to you. You know, Jesus, and I, I love the, I love the book of John. In John 17, Jesus is preaching, and I'm going to say, I'm going to read this to you. It's important. Verse 13, and he says, "I, this is Jesus, I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world, so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them." He's talking about the believers. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them. That's right. When you follow Christ, the world's going to hate you because they don't have the ability or they don't want to follow Christ and they think it's nonsense. Then he goes on to say, for they are not of this world any more than I am of this world. I'm going to say that again. When you accept Jesus Christ, you are no longer of this world. I'm going to read what Jesus said, verse 14. I have given them your word and the world has hated them for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of this world, but that you protect them. From the evil one. I'm saying it again. The evil one. This is Lucifer. He says the same thing in the Lord's Prayer. Deliver them from the evil one. He's warning you that this thing, this creature, whatever it is on this planet that has infiltrated our ecosystem is the evil one and he's bad. The Kabbalists think he's the good guy. You know, the Shabbat Lubavitch thinks he's a good guy. They think he's a snake in a tree called Einsof and they worship him. They think that the bad guy is the good guy. They're trying to invert everything to create evil on this planet. And Jesus warns you, I want you to please deliver them from the evil one. He says it again, just like he does in the Lord's Prayer. I'm going to read it to you again. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but you protect them from the evil one. For they are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. 
your word is truth. And as you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them, I sanctify myself that they too may be truly sanctified. Guys, listen to me. The only answer we have, the only hope that we have, the only thing that we can do is support and love Jesus all the days of our life. You know, a few years ago, we got really close. We were 11% of the population that awakened. They had. And this algorithms that they use on these beta tests that they use, they show that once the population reaches 12%, it's a tipping point. We were 1% away from a tipping point. And we saw that with Donald Trump when he ran for president. They realized that we were really close to a tipping point when they beta tested Donald Trump running against Hillary Clinton. And they realized that the United States population had had enough. And they thought, uh-oh, we got to do something different, don't we? We got to send them a virus. We got to co-op Trump. We got to get him involved with all of this stuff if he wasn't involved with it from the very beginning. And we basically have got to go ahead now and have him lock down the country because we've been basically, you know, telling everybody that Trump is real. We've been telling everybody that Q is real. They're two big giant psychops we put to the population. And now we're going to use him to shut down the United States of America. When he passed that income tax reform act a few years ago and he gave everybody a base deduction whether or not they gave money to churches or whatever he destroyed giving in the united states to the churches what the satanic groups and what obama couldn't do trump did with a stroke of a pen when he gave you a blanket deduction for your deductions and giving so if he gives you a ten thousand dollar deduction every year and you were only giving eight thousand dollars to the church at that point in time you no longer get a tax deduction for giving money to the church we talked about this when he did it it was an unbelievably horrible thing that he did. And he should have given us the 10000 that allows us to have the $10,000 in giving on top of that. But he didn't do that because he wanted to eliminate the giving and the tithing to the churches because they knew that the United States is the Protestant country that the world is relying on and the country that basically we all have to look to as far as leadership in the entire world. And now they destroyed the United States leadership with Trump and with Biden. The world thinks we're a joke now. We're no longer the leading superpower. We're the world's leading joke, and they had to take us down. Remember that movie, Gladiator, when they told Maximus they've got to destroy your name before they destroy you? Remember that? They had to destroy the name of the United States before they could take the country down, or people would be hoping for the United States to come back. And that's what they're doing. Remember how they did at the end? He was decided he was going to fight the emperor. And the emperor put a doggone blade in his in his lung to bleed him out before he got on the ring because that way they could destroy his name by having the emperor kill him so he wouldn't be martyred. Yeah, that's what happened in that movie, and that's what they had to do to the United States. They had to put a blade in our lung and bleed us out nice, nice and slow-like and have the entire world look at us like we're a bunch of jokes over here so that we would no longer have the ability to lead the world in a revolt against these clowns. But that's the group that runs the planet. And they did the same thing to Germany with this economic world engine. In 1933, Samuel Untermeyer, the man who brought us the Federal Reserve Act with Woodrow Wilson, the man who basically got us into World War II by World War I by pushing the Supreme Court Justice Brandish into the Supreme Court, and the man who basically, how should I say, brought us the income tax through Woodrow Wilson and everything else because they were they were blackmailing Wilson because he had an affair at Princeton because he was a complete and total weirdo and he was a syphilis infected just philanderer is all he was. So what they did this is crazy, guys. They continue to use the Samuel Untermeyer. He's the same guy who pushed the Schofield Reference Bible through the Oxford Press into the universities and systems all over the world. He was a hardcore Zionist, and all he wanted was the reestablishment of Israel as a country. That's what he wanted on and on and on. Read his own, read his own, read him on Wikipedia. Samuel Untermeyer. You read about him, how what a hardcore Zionist he was. And then what he did in 1933, he went on WABC in New York. And I've read you the transcript of what he said, and he declared war 
on Germany from international Jewry. All the Jews in the world declared war on Germany. Okay, that's what they did because they ran all the supply chains and all the distribution networks coming out of Europe into the United States. And he crippled the German economy because he did that, because he was angry that Hitler had taken power and Hitler stood diametrically opposed to communism in Europe and in Germany. And he stood diametrically. He absolutely hated Russia. And I'm not promoting the book Mein Kampf, and I've read part of it. I've never been able to get through it because it's just so poorly written. But the reality is in Mein Kampf, the whole thing's almost all political about Zionism. It's all about communism. It's all about all of the stuff that's going on in Europe at that time from a political standpoint and how he had to stand against the communist infiltration into the system. So then Samuel Untermeyer in 1933 declares war on Hitler because that book had already been written. And when he did that, he crippled the German economy. He crippled the economic engine of Germany, which made the German people really start hating the Jews because of what Samuel Untermeyer did, and that was to force a giant, how should I say, persecution of the Jews throughout Europe to force them to want to move to Palestine to create the country of Israel. That's one of the primary reasons, guys, that World War II was fault. Just thought I'd mention that because these Zionists who run the world and who control everything through their central banks and their Masonic lackeys, they really believe they've got to rebuild a third temple on basically where the Dome of the Rock is right now to bring their Antichrist out. It's all about the coming of the Antichrist. It's all about bringing in a new world order and the Antichrist walking on the steps of the temple and declaring himself God, as it says in the book of Thessalonians. And these guys are absolutely bent on doing that. So all of this stuff was orchestrated for one purpose, to get the Antichrist out and to give the Costa Nostra, the Jewish mafia, a non-extradition place where they can go ahead and continue all of their nefarious stuff. Shabbat Lubavitch is one of the most corrupt organizations in the world. They're caught with child trafficking. They're caught with all of the stuff they're doing all the time as far as forgeries. I mean, on and on and on and on list. This list is unbelievable what they're involved in. They're a bunch of thieves and a bunch of, bunch of cheats. And so the problem is it's all part of the mafiosis groups that tie together with the international banking cartels, the Italian mafia, the Jewish mafia, the Russian mafia, the Chinese mafia, all of this stuff is all being orchestrated and led through by the synagogue of Satan. This is the group of people that aren't even Jews, really. They're not, they're not, they're just, they're, they worship Lucifer is what they do. And Jesus called them out in the book of John. And that's what's going on right now. We have all of this stuff happening all over the place. And we realize that if we do not stand with the word of God, if we do not stand with scripture, if we do not stand with Jesus, that these guys are going to take us down because they saw that we were so close to a tipping point and they had to make Donald Trump a caricature. I told you guys what they were doing when they did it. That's why he started making all these stupid decisions. They told him what to do to make him a joke. And now he's running around doing his rallies again. Everybody's promoting Q again, which is unbelievable to me. Donald Trump will be back in the office by you know August. Well, guess what, guys? It's October. He ain't in the office. Just thought a newsflash for you. Oh, no, no. He really is running the White House tomorrow. Look, no, he's not. Stop it. You guys, stop believing that stuff. It's all a lie brought to you by the Zionist-controlled, weirdo, Kabbalist-controlled press that runs Hollywood and all our major newspapers and major radio stations and all of the major TV shows, including Fox. Just thought, I'd, thought I'd mention that. So keep your hearts and your minds on Christ. It's so, so important. He's the only answer we've got. Austin, what are you thinking? What's your next story, bud? Absolutely, and it's crucial. It's so crucial right now that we keep calling out the fake news and the fake lies for what they're continually doing. New York Times just had to issue a massive retraction again 
because they, again, put fake news out intentionally, on purpose, not by mistake. We've caught this so many times now with the fake news media where they come out with some erroneous article. For example, the Rolling Stones last month when they came out and said the entire hospital over in was it Arkansas. It's, it's flooded with people that are having ivermectin overdoses. People with gunshot wounds can't even get in the hospital because there's so many people in the hospital with ivermectin overdoses. All of a sudden, the hospital issued a statement and said, actually, we haven't had a single ivermectin overdose in the entire hospital. There is no wait right now. Nobody's having to wait to get in. We have the ER wide open for any emergencies. Uh, please do not lie about us. And both said, oh, whoops, sorry. I will issue a traction on that. Well, now the New York Times put out an article last week and stated that over 900,000 children have been hospitalized with COVID since the beginning of the pandemic. 900,000 have been hospitalized. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated children, which is what they're pushing. They're saying the kids have to get the injection. They have to get it right now because it's, it's for their safety. Well, then all of a sudden, the actual facts and the data came out, and even the CDC came out and said, actually, there's only been 63,000 children hospitalized from August 2020 to October 2021. That's that's the real number. I don't know where you got 900,000 from. New York Times goes, oh, whoops, that was a misprint on our part. We'll, we'll, we'll fix that real quick. Sorry about that mistake. It was sorry about the mistake. It was the same thing when there was that invasion over there by, uh, by Turkey and Libya. That big, that they said they were having a giant invasion. Remember they showed footage from the Knob Creek machine gun shoot at the range in 2017 where they're shooting miniguns with tracers and M2HBs and everything. I mean, complete and total awesome gun show. And they showed video footage of that and said, this, this is the invasion. This is how aggressive they are. All of a sudden, somebody put the video side by side with the Knob Creek video that's on YouTube and said, uh, actually, you guys just copied and pasted a gun range shoot from 2017. This is, this is not actual footage from the Middle East. Oh, sorry, that was our mistake. We don't know how that happened, guys. They this, And think about it. This is when we catch them. Think how much other lies they put out there on a regular basis. If nobody catches them and nobody calls them out on it, they don't retract it. That's the irony of what you're seeing now with the fake news fact checkers where they come out and try to basically discredit everything we say. Atlanta showed me a screenshot the other day is if you go on Pinterest and you type in essential oils for colds or flu, everything's blocked. It says we do not allow medical misinformation on Pinterest. Here's some uh, more facts for you. And there's a bunch of slides about how you need to get your flu shot immediately. You need to get your COVID shot immediately. And how many people it saved getting the COVID shot. How many people have been saved with the flu shot. Literally, that's what it says on there when you try to look up essential oils for the flu or anything like that on there. Completely blocked. All they do is promote shots. Well, if the shots are so great and they're so safe, why is nobody talking about the article that literally got like one one news agency picked it up, WFIE Gray News, out of basically um, Indiana? Here's the article here. Members of an Indiana family last week who went to get their flu shots, including two children, were accidentally, accidentally given adult doses of the Pfizer COVID vaccine, their attorney says. They said it happened last Monday at the Walgreens Pharmacy. The family of four includes two adults and two children who are four and five years old. 
as everybody knows, the Pfizer injection is not allowed under 12. The company is seeking for approval for use in children 5 to 11 by the FDA. The family's attorney, Daniel Tooley, shared what he said are the vaccination cards given to the family by Walgreens. They showed the children born in 2016 and 2017 were actually given the COVID-19 injection. The family said they left the pharmacy thinking they had all got their flu shots. The Walgreens employee later called them and said they had made a mistake. The attorney said the cards were then issued since the COVID vaccine had been given. Tooley said the children have now had been taken to a pediatric cardiologist. As the family has been told, both of them are showing significant signs of heart issues. The family said both children have been sick with continual fever and cough since the injection. Walgreens has not responded to request for comment by Friday evening. That's what just happened in an Indiana pharmacy. Four- and five-year-old got COVID shots. Now they're having significant signs of myocarditis. Four- and five-year-olds. Think about that for a second. And they want to say, oh, it's totally safe. We want to get approval for it. Guys, if we allow these young children to start getting this shot, we're going to see health problems and sadness and sickness among the younger generation, unlike anything we've ever witnessed in our, in our, in our generation, period. It's, every time I say this, I say it over and over again, and I mean this as sincere as it gets. There is a war on for our children. They want to do everything they can to try to take the children over. Perfect example of why they're trying to do this and how they're doing it for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Out in California now, Governor Newsom, Governor Newsom, as they refer to him as, he is now mandated on Saturday that all big box stores, which means any any store that has over 500 employees, which is you know any pretty much any major store, they now have to make all toy sections and hygiene sections completely gender neutral. Yeah, I said that. Every toy section in every store in California now that basically is a major store retailer has to be gender neutral, along with their hygiene section, gender neutral. So you're going to walk in there, and there's going to be Barbie doll right beside the monster truck, right beside you know the the Cabbage Patch dolls, right beside the GI Joes. Everything is going to have to be all together in unison. So there is no clarification of boy and girl aisles anymore. Now, obviously, obviously, there's no legitimate reason whatsoever to do this, except to confuse young children. The transgender community. They don't care about having gender-neutral toy sections because the transgender community don't play with children's toys. They're adults. The only reason you would do this in a children's aisle is to bring in this ideology of complete and total chaotic confusion that nobody is a boy, nobody is a girl, everybody is just completely and totally gender-neutral. And this is the idea that they want to promote that will I promise you, if you allow this to keep going, this will bring in and attempt to normalize pedophilia. That is exactly where this is headed right now, that they're trying to make work on it. So again, continue to get this information out there. Continue to get the truth out there. When we see the New York Times put out complete and total fake news garbage, we have to call them out for what it is. When you start seeing this stuff come out, You've got to call it out for what it is. This right here, the story in Indiana with these two children, four- and five-year-olds, got the COVID shot. This should be all over every mainstream news outlet saying, is it really a good idea that children get the COVID injection considering the fact they have a 99.9997 survival rate? The likelihood of them dying from COVID is basically less than them getting hit by a car. 
but we want to take a huge risk with myocarditis and all types of other health issues that we blatantly see now and risk it on single-digit age children? Uh, this incident happened in Indiana should be a clear-cut evidence that children do not need to be getting this shot under any circumstances, much less many other shots. And as I was saying earlier uh, about the food shortage, it was Augustine Farms that's now come out now. They basically said they're, they're shutting down operations for 90 days, and they basically are going to be uh, not fulfilling orders at the time, essentially, while they try to stock up on more food. 90 days are shutting down. On top of that as well, if you saw, there's been a huge recall alert for canned beef with gravy. Over 525,000 pounds of canned beef products that were sold nationwide are being recalled because the USDA said they may contain lead. Now, it's very interesting about this. Lead's not a joke. Let's just clarify that right there. Lead poisoning's not okay. Lead in food's not okay. But here's where the story doesn't make much sense. The recall is ordered because they said that there was a, a minor amount of lead in a batch of spice mix that they tested from an outside supplier. They're saying the products were produced from October 22, 2020 to March 15, 2021. They're now saying all cans of Hargis House Roast Beef and Gravy – Clover Valley Fully Booked Roast Beef with Gravy, Kroger Roast Beef with Gravy, Hostess Roast Beef with Gravy, Laura Lynn Roast Beef with Gravy, Armor Roast Beef with Gravy, Harvard Creek Roast Beef with Gravy. All of them have to be recalled and disposed of, 525,000 pounds of beef in cans. Now, again, there may be some lead in some of these cans. There may be some lead in some of these batches. But, you know, wouldn't it make sense before you start recalling all this stuff to go into the stores and buy a couple batches and start going in and basically testing it? That's what I would say. I mean, maybe they've done that and they're not telling us that. But it seems awfully odd to me that there's been no confirmed reports of any adverse reactions, nobody that I've seen whatsoever, any reports stating that there's lead in these cans. There was just lead in a spice mix that they allegedly used that they got from an outside supplier. Odd to me right now, we're already in the middle of a meat crisis, and we're going above and beyond to dispose and recall over half a million pounds of canned beef. Just my thought on that. This is why I told you, the more you start digging down this road, the more you start looking at what's going on, you start realizing real quick this is being very well orchestrated and well planned to try to get the populace completely and totally dependent on the government. Remember, majority of people, even – and it's sad that we've seen this in society. We've seen this throughout numerous, numerous tyrannical government polls in numerous countries – Majority of people, even if they're staunch patriots, even if they're well-armed, a lot of them will turn in their weapons to get food once their children get hungry. That's just a fact. You've seen it happen country after country. It's a horrible situation. You'll do anything to feed your kids. You'll do anything to protect your kids. And sometimes that includes turning in your weapons. That's not a position you ever want to be caught in, ever, ever, ever. You always want to make sure you got backup supplies and different caches for whatever you need. And also, too, I recommend have stuff in different areas if you're storing it. If you got another family member's house, if you got another property, if you have other parts of your house, I always tell people to do that. Keep different food supplies in different areas because you know you may get a home invasion 
you may end up getting, you know, basically a burglar when you're gone out of town. Some may happen. Someone may clean out a stockpile of something. You don't want that to be the only place that you have anything at all. So continue to think about that as you're getting things are going to start getting strange. I mean, we I told you guys the other day we had a doggone gunfight by some biker boys on I four the other day on crotch rockets shooting at each other with machine pistols on the middle of I four. Brass casings all over the interstate. Girl got shot in the face on the back of a motorcycle. I mean, this is this is <laughs> this is Florida down here. It's definitely an interesting place. And so again. Make sure you stay prepped for whatever you need to continue to get the truth out there, Dad. What do you think? Well, you know, Austin, you're, you're right. I mean, that, that they're shutting down the economic world engine and the distribution networks of beef and fuel and everything else. And they're doing that on purpose to create massive shortages, what they always do, because they want to do that. They control the world engine, just like Samuel Untermeyer did with Germany in 1933. They're shutting down the airlines. They're shutting down... You know, what they're doing as far as the military with, you know, hundreds of thousands of troops now still refusing to take the kill shot. They're doing all of this stuff. And in the meantime, they're pushing transgender issues because their religion says that basically the best and the highest form of humanity is a transgender. And then we got people like, you know, Kenneth Copeland, who are saying that, you know, God is a hermaphrodite, that he's a transgender, that he both male and female, that Adam was both male and female. And, you know, and, the, and Adam and Jesus were identical. So does that mean he's saying that Jesus is also a hermaphrodite, who's a transgender? This crazy garbage being brought to us by Protestant preachers. And, and you know, all this – and I've, I've talked to two people this week who are big supporters of Copeland, two of them. And I said to them, I said, what do you guys think about him thinking that God's an hermaphrodite? And they go, what do you mean by that? And I told him, he said, oh, yeah, well, you know, that's not what he means. I'm like, that's not what he means. That's what he says. I've listened to him. I've quoted him. And they said, well, you know, we don't really believe everything he says. You know, so what we try to do is just basically, you know, take the good and separate it from the bad. All right. Let me stop here for a second. If a preacher doesn't know who God is and he thinks God's a transgender and he thinks that Adam's a transgender and he thinks that Jesus is a transgender, it's about time not to listen to anything that preacher says. Just thought I'd mention that. If they don't have an understanding of who and what God is and that basically they believe that he's, you know, a transgender, that Adam had to be had to be surgically altered in order to create Eve out of Adam and the female was taken out. What kind of weird stuff are these guys teaching? This is weird stuff. I mean, weird, 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 weird. And so why would we even support somebody who believes that stuff? And again, I told you guys, the Protestant churches have been infiltrated with groups of people that have all kinds of weird doctrines. You know, and Kenneth Copeland is not just the only one. There's all kinds of them out there who want to make, who want to make you believe that God's not who God says he is. Well, God is always who he says he is. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We need to realize that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Why is that? Why is Jesus and God, why are they always the same yesterday, today, and forever? Because... Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit are omnipresent. They're outside of the timeline. In other words, they look at the entire timeline outside of the timeline in a different dimension. They see it as a giant intricate zig jigsaw puzzle, for lack of a better term, that basically has all these variables that are attached to it. And this puzzle is complete. And for God to step into the timeline and change something, the entire jigsaw puzzle changes. Okay, He did that. Twice, really, big time, when he put, you know, flooded the planet with Noah to get rid of all this Nephilim and all this fallen DNA and these inbred humans that were basically hybrids. He did it then. He flushed the planet. He did. He changed the entire timeline. He knew he couldn't let it keep going like that. He did it again when he inserted himself through Jesus into the timeline 2,000 years ago. 
you know, whether or not you want to believe this and whether or not you do believe this and whether or not you've ever been taught this, Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit are omnipresent, the triune God. You know, they're basically always outside of the, the realm of time space unless they step into it. And they always know what's going to happen because they see the completed puzzle. That's why the Bible is so accurate. That's why when John on the Isle of Patmos was told to write down that you're going to have to take the mark of the beast. The reason it was so accurate is that God was watching it happen in basically the end of the puzzle, and he just told John to write it down to prepare everybody to prep them so they'd know what was going to happen. So all of these things we have to understand are based out of the word of God. That's why it says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I am the alpha, I'm the omega, I'm the beginning, and I'm the end. And that's where we have to understand who God is. None of this is taking God by surprise. And God wants you to be part of his team. He wants you to be part of the Christian team that used to be on this planet, which completely changed the old world order, which they want back. And that's what we have to be. And we have to preach that from the pulpit. We can't just be talking about happy, happy stuff and how you'll be blessed if you give me money kind of stuff. I mean, we're past all that, okay? We have to stop that. We've got to go back to teaching Jesus and Christ and who he was and Christ crucified or resurrected and who he is as part of the triune Godhead. When's the last time you heard a preacher talk about it on the present timeline? Hmm? Thought I'd ask you that. When's the last time you heard a preacher talk about it on the present timeline from the pulpit? And they were taught that God was omnipresent. Why don't they go ahead and start doing some research on what that means? But, you know, but I digress. By the way, the high recorded mortality in countries are categories, categorized now as COVID-19 vaccine champions, and the vaccinated suffer from increased risk of mortality compared to the non-vaccinated. Wait, wait I'll say it again. The vaccinated suffer from increased risk of mortality compared to the non-vaccinated. Let me say something to you guys. You ain't seen nothing yet. Since the beginning of the health crisis, this is contrived, the implementation of a, how should I say, kill shot in a, in a bioweapon, the French government has claimed that early treatment was effective. It is not. It has also imposed major restrictions on freedoms to basically stop the spread of the bioweapon. It has also promised that vaccination would achieve collective immunity. But the failure for 18 months of the so-called health strategy based on false simulations, innumerable lies, promises never kept, as well as the propaganda and fear campaign has become unbearable. In turn, this has been followed by the extortion of consent to be vaccinated by outright blackmail by curtailing the freedoms to move and to socialize our right to work and engage in leisure activities. Again, this is all being done to shut down the economic world engine. Remember, I told you guys a year and a half ago, the only group that has the power to shut down the economic world engine are the international bankers because they control the money flow. They control distribution outlets. They're the only ones who have the power to do this, and, and they're doing it. They've done it now. You see that with all these meat shortages. There's no reason to have meat shortages, except for they use their geoengineering because they control that too. It's caused massive droughts everywhere. They shut down supply lines. Suddenly, ships can't unload in the harbor in L.A. They can't. You can't. They have hundreds of ships sitting out in the ocean that can't be unloaded. Why would that even happen? You know, nothing's changed. We don't have a massive influx of ships coming in from China with goods and stuff that they're trying to sell in the United States any more than we've ever had. But suddenly they can't be shut down well, because they control the harbors. They control the cranes. They control everything that unloads the ships. So they just shut it down. Or they have these people basically call in sick or they basically go in and they fire people or they just tell them not to do anything or whatever. They just shut the supply line down. The same group that took down Building 7 is the same group doing this. It's always that same group. Now in France, now we're beginning to realize that it's a lie. Is collective immunity for real or is it a myth? To answer that question, we'll make current 
sanitary assessment of the most vaccinated countries, according to the figures by the World Health Organization. And, and what they find is that Malta basically has an 84% vaccine coverage, but it's completely and totally ineffective. Malta is one of the European champions of, quote, fake vaccines. On this island of half a million people, nearly 800,000 doses have been administered, ensuing a vaccine coverage of nearly 84% with a delay of about six months. But since the beginning of June 2021, the epidemic has started again, and the serious fatal forms are increasing, forcing the authorities to recognize that the vaccination did not do anything to protect the population. Well, there you go. In Iceland, same thing. In this small country of 360,000 people, more than 80 cent are basically been given the kill shot, and 75% have a complete vaccination cycle. But by mid-July 2021, new daily infections had risen from about 10 to about 120 per day before stabilizing at a rate higher than the pre-vaccination period. So this this vaccine herd immunity is a, is a myth. And on and on and on. Singapore abandons the hope of zero COVID through vaccines. And this is, the, in the U.K., a worrying rise in infections. And all of these countries, Israel, of course, the most obviously vaccinated country, is basically a disaster. And they know that these people are dying by the droves in Israel. And remember, guys, when these little young kids come down with myocarditis, guys, I've had pericarditis. I have. You know, Austin has, too. I tell you what, pericarditis is not a joke, and myocarditis is worse. And myocarditis has a fatality rate of about 60%, 66%, according to Dr. Lee Merritt, within five years. Okay, this isn't okay. And you give it to these young children that are having chest pains and heart pains? No. No, this is a basically a full-blown eugenics program to shut down the economic world engine, to bring us a new world government, a new world religion, and a basically a new world currency, just like they said in the book of the Revelation of John. It's so important we realize that. Keep your hearts and minds on Jesus every day of your life, for he is the author. He is the finisher. He is the perfecter of our faith. Like I said earlier today, when I read that little thing I wrote, the only hope we have is Jesus. So always proclaim him to everybody you meet and say the only hope we have. Now, a lot of people are going to go, oh, I can't believe you're a Jesus freak. Say, well, what are you? Are you a Satan freak? Are you a transgender freak? Are you a weirdo freak? Are you a gobble Kabbalist freak? Are you a banker freak? I mean, what do you think is going on? If you can't tell me that I'm right or you're right or you're wrong or I'm wrong or whatever, explain to me what's happening right now globally. Ask them that. See if they give you an answer because most of the time they're going to give you a dumb blank look and they won't know what to say. Jesus is the answer. Austin, what do you think, Button? What's your next story? Go ahead and finish it up. Absolutely. And usually when you get in conversation with those people, the, when the, the final nail in the coffin, when they can't argue with you or come up with a rebuttal, then they go, well, you're racist. You go, what? What? <laughs> what? How's that even relevant? Oh, I can't talk to you anymore. You're racist. Like, that's not even relevant. That's, that's, that doesn't even make sense. Do you even know what the term means? Oh, I'm not talking to you anymore. And it's funny because so many people have gone into this, bought into this Covidian cult where they've just accepted, as I said earlier, the shifting baseline syndrome. They've now accepted this as normal. It's normal to wear masks everywhere you go now. It's normal to have to check in with a vaccine passport in some states like the communist New York and communist California, you know, and the only way that you fix this is complete and total noncompliance and civil disobedience. I say that every time, and I lead that by example anytime I'm somewhere. I will not absolutely under any circumstances comply with this anymore. It's all theater. All of it's theater. It's all designed to continue to do exactly that, shift 
your baseline into thinking this is the new normal. Just do it and get it over with. That's so many people said that last year when I was getting arguments, getting kicked out of places, getting trespass warned for walking in and refusing to wear a mask. Just do it, Austin. Just wear a mask. I said no. I said well, okay. Well, how about this? Hand me a mask and I'm gonna give me a bottle of water and I'm gonna hold the mask in my hand while I have my water. And if anybody says anything to me, I said I'm drinking water. Leave me alone. And I started doing that all the time. That, that actually works very, very effectively. But what got so stupid about it was that I realized that it wasn't going to stop unless everybody did it. So what I pretty much decided was I was no longer going to uh, go to those establishments that acted like that. That's pretty much where I've gotten with most things. I told you guys the idiotic story. I'm, I'm in rooms to go, giant rooms to go. And I'm in there to buy a couch. I want to look at a couch. I'm not really a big fan of rooms to go, but I want to look at some of the prices they had. They had some sales. I went in there, and I'm sitting down on a couch that I'm looking at. I'm like, you want a comfy couch? And the manager comes over. You, you have to wear a mask immediately. Hold a box of masks. Take a mask. I said, no, I'm not going to. I said, there's nobody in your store. I said, it's 6 o'clock at night. I said, I just want to buy a couch. You cannot be in here unless you wear a mask. I said, I will not be in here then. Said I was going to buy something, but you've ruined that. Have a nice day. I will never step into rooms to go again. Goodbye. That's the resolve we start have to having with a lot of this stuff, my friends. So continue to get the truth out there and stand firm on. It. If you guys need anything, be sure to check out the website, the Zinc Glycinate, on sale for a couple more days as product of the week. Vote for what you want to see win. Also, too, the vitamin C powder on sale right now. Fantastic formula. Mixes great with protein shakes or just water. Kids drink it all the time. They love it. Think it's like a, a tart juice. Be sure to keep your immune system strong and continue to stock up on what you need to stock up on because delays are happening. Give everybody a heads up on that, especially when it comes to the meat and the food all across the country, not just with us. Everywhere starting to see huge delays and shortages on stuff. So act accordingly with what you need for your preps. I appreciate you, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.